Welcome back. Dr. Luis Daniel Munoz is my guest. He's running for governor in Rhode Island as a Democrat. Now, you were in with me last time around as an independent. Why the switch to the Democrat Party? Why? Because I think it's time for Rhode Island to actually see programmatic change. You know, running as an independent, it was it was clear to me that we had to challenge cronyism and corruption, and we've seen that across both parties. Right mm -hmm. now, it's really about bringing Rhode Islanders together and making sure that we address the challenges in healthcare, education, and in supporting local economies. All right. Now you're an MD. You want to jump right from uh, the medical world into politics. By the way, it's been done before. Uh, we've got some doctors who are members of Congress. Don Kachiri went from the business went from the business world right into politics mm -hmm. without running for lower offices. But you've heard that people say, "Why don't you run for something lower first? Get your feet wet, work your way up." Why not? Well, people say that a lot in life, you know, climb the ladder. But what's the ladder designed for? You know, in Rhode Island, it's time to talk about programmatic changes. We're, we're in the middle of a COVID-19 crisis. You know, isn't it time to have people who understand science, who understand how to respond to this pandemic? Not only that, but I grew up in Central Falls. I saw the struggles, economic and other struggles as well. That informed my decision to run for, for, for or to go for medicine. Yep. And then ultimately is informing my decision to bring medicine, technology, and my understanding of industry to the table here and well, to affect change. Seth Magaziner, he went from the business world right to politics too, I guess, as a treasurer, although he could say, well, at least I was treasurer, now I'm running for, for governor. But you know what I mean. Everybody else has kind of you know, paved the path one step, then another step. It's very difficult to do what you're trying to do. I mean, coming from a working background, a marginalized community, and having mm -hmm. that lived experience is very different from the candidates I'm running against. That lived experience, that struggle, must inform the steps okay. that we take to actually create a stronger Rhode Island. You know, I heard you say that earlier in uh, one of the stories that you come from a poor community, you have this struggle. Uh, you know, in your party, the Democrat Party now, we had Roosevelt's and Kennedy's, uh, and they identified with the working man just fine, even though they were very wealthy people. So why is that, why is that a selling point? Yeah, I mean, power structures of privilege, people who come from privilege have historically tried to appropriate movements of progress. But at the end of the day, it's time for working, the marginalized, and the poor in this state, the 95% who live paycheck to paycheck, yeah. to inform the policy decisions and the investments that are going to be made in the next 10 well, years. Let's just flesh that out. The Roosevelt's were very rich people, yet they managed to do, some people think, the greatest president ever, the New Deal, Social Security. The Kennedys identify with working class people, very wealthy people. So why do you think... That makes a difference whether or not you come from money or you come from no money that you can help the average man. Why? Let's talk about context of history. You know, in the time that those individuals ran, we were, frankly, the civil rights movement hadn't even been at its peak. It really had not informed the changes that we've seen in our school systems and our healthcare system. Yeah. We live in a different time and in a time where the working and those who have lived the struggle should inform the decisions that we're making. Let's talk about why you became a Democrat. And I want, you know, let's, I, all the can I ask all the candidates this. We have liberal Democrats, far left Democrats, yeah. centrists. We have conservative, conservative Democrats. We even have some Democrats up at the state house would be a Republican in another state. Where do you fall in the pantheon of Democrats? Where do I place you? Place me on the side of the working and oh, the marginalized. Oh, no, 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 that's such a talk away. Now, come on, where do I but put you? Really, are you a centrist? Yeah. Are you the left of center, right of center? Why, why not answer that question straight? Because those are labels that are set up for a political game that works against working families. We need to talk yeah. about the 95% of Rhode Islanders that are caught in a top-down struggle, Gene, the connected and the not connected. Yeah. We've seen cronyism infest that right. state house. It's time to change. It's time okay. to push back. I understand that, but, you know, you're, you're trying to make that that's a bad thing. Uh, Seth, um, uh, Matt Brown is a far left Democrat. He doesn't mind telling you that. I read his I read his manifesto. He's far left. I know where he is. McKee might say I'm a centrist. You know where he is. Why not tell me where you are? Because I'm happy to answer policy questions and let the public decide where I am. But I, what I can say is, if you strip my experience, you strip my MD. Okay. I am a Rhode Islander, Central Falls warrior whose heart bleeds for hope for the future, and I'm going to fight for Rhode Islanders. Okay. So let me ask you, what right. issue would you be considered far left on? 
Are you tax the rich? Are you defund the police? It's interesting you say that. You know, I do think that those who make $450,000 a year should pay their fair share of taxes. Mm -hmm. I do believe we live in a country where we've seen $1.6 trillion redistributed, to use that phrase, that right. word, to the top 1%. It's time for everybody to pay their fair share. We all have to be invested in future generations. Do you think 450 is rich? Because I can get plenty of guys who say, I make $400,000, $450,000. I pay $125,000 in taxes. I take home only two seventy-five dollars in the end. It's about fairness. And so relative wealth, yeah, we can talk. We all stand on our relative right. hills. 450000 or more a year is relatively wealthy compared to those that are making less than 24000 a year, those who are earning minimum yep. wage and barely able to survive in this state. All right. Um, where would you be liberal on? What issue could I say? Well, you're liberal on issues. Uh, issues. You're not defund the police, are you? So what I believe, in since you asked the question, you know, I believe it's about fiscal accountability. We see the budget in the Providence Police Department, and if you remove salaries to the side and health benefits and all that, and we get to the core of what those line items look like, right. in a time where we know that those who are experiencing mental health issues are 16 times more likely to be arrested, the city wants to invest $600,000 in a diversion program for mental health workers to help. There's another line item of $866,000 for riot gear. Do we have that many riots in Rhode Island where we would apply more funds for riot gear than we would to address mental health? Well, you know, it's nice to have when you need it. We had a riot. It'd be nice to have that equipment. They burned the police cars and everything. We all saw that. Why would you be against that? Sometimes we, we have very powerful weapons we don't use until we need them. We can quantify the demand, the need in, for mental health, not only in our schools in terms of the resources yeah. that are needed, but in the homeless population. And again, a population that disproportionately is arrested as a result of having police officers that don't understand how to de-escalate those situations. So again, comparing yeah. line items, we have a fiscal responsibility to invest in areas where our community can benefit from. It's about fiscal accountability, Gene. All right, so the question, are you defund the police or not? That has become a litmus test for your party. Let the litmus test folks do the litmus mm -hmm. test. I am about talking specifically about the changes we need to make about where we should be applying mm -hmm. funds and how to effectively make Rhode Island better. Where would you be a conservative? Where might you be right of center on some issues? That might surprise me. Again, Gene, let others decide what left and right is. I am the candidate fighting well, uh, okay, for Okay, you've already said that. You don't, yeah. want to, you don't want me to pigeonhole you and put you here. So right, you tell me, ask the issues. What are you liberal on? What would you be conservative on? What might your position might surprise me that you're right of center on this? Or moderate. Is there, is there something you can give me? I don't see it in terms of left or right. I, my positions are on the website, governor2022.com. People can look and judge me for themselves. At the end of the day, where I judge myself is I am fighting for Rhode Islanders. Okay, let's tell you, if you become the governor uh, next year, you'll probably deal with the Providence School takeover. That's mm -hmm. gonna be basically you're running the school system. What would you do differently? Yeah, I mean, I think that communities should inform how education systems are being mm -hmm. transformed. We have an education funding formula in the state that is archaic. It's relatively new, but we have to remember, Pawtucket sued the state to mm -hmm. have an equitable funding formula. We had to wait about 15 years later before there was a formula, and then the way the formula works, the, sh the cities and towns and states share in terms of how much investment's going into mm -hmm. the school districts. But the problem is that cities and towns have different property taxes. And so what that results in is in the gap in funding, where cities and towns can level fund how much they're giving to school districts, and right. the state is not compensating. We have a constitutional obligation in the state of Rhode Island to provide an education that equates to equal opportunity for all students, and the dollars have to follow that mission. All right. So as, as the de facto superintendent of the Providence Schools, you know, I don't, I'm not sure how much practice. Uh, progress has been made there because they got hit with the pandemic just as they were starting to, to turn things around. Do you see something now that you'd like to change if you were in charge? Would you have given the teachers that contract? Do you consider them bullies, the teachers union, like the education commissioner does? Tell me about that. I think we need to empower teachers yeah. to 
work with students and families, and collectively parents, teachers, and students can inform the direction that the school system should take. We have professional development requirements for teachers. Would I love to see that replaced with community service for teachers to be more embedded in the communities mm -hmm. they're teaching? Absolutely. I also believe that we should, you know, we live in, in a time of COVID-19. Yeah. We need to talk about having a remote option for teachers who have concerns for their safety and the safety of students. We need to talk about actually implementing mental health resources in schools. And if we have to take from other budgets in order to empower students and teachers mm -hmm. to have those mental health resources, then now's the time to do it. Let's bang out a couple of lightning round questions, just the short answers okay. if you could. Would you work to cut the sales tax? You know, it's, it's really interesting. If we start talking about the wealthy in this state, the, those that make $450,000 paying their fair share of taxes, I think we can start to have conversations about how far we need to push certain taxes like sales mm -hmm. tax. Can we actually address them? But I will say we have a regressive tax that disproportionately affects small businesses. It's called the tangible asset tax. Mm -hmm. It is regressive. We need to find ways of re lowering that and completely removing it altogether. And I would like to tackle that tax before w anything else. Would you keep the truck toll gantries up from the Raimondo era? We have big issues that we need to address in Rhode Island, like infrastructure around health care, like our education funding formula. The priority for me is not to, to come into office and immediately talk about tolls. Well, I know, but that's a legitimate question. A lot yeah. of people are concerned about that. It's very controversial. We're the only state to toll, to toll trucks that way. Would you keep the gantries up or take them down? That's, I'm not, you know, you can't yeah. just skirt that one. No, I mean, what, I, what I'm focused on, I, you know, the, the gantries are up. Yeah. My focus today is on ensuring that tolls are not being applied to residential vehicles. Okay. My biggest concern is those are the walls we need to make sure aren't built up. The truck gantries stay up, and you want to make sure we're not going to toll cars? Correct. All right. Now, uh, would, you legalize medical, uh, would you legalize regular marijuana? Yeah, so I've always been a proponent of, of uh, the use of medical cannabis. In terms of legalizing recreational cannabis, mm -hmm. yes, my concern is right now limited licenses focused on large corporations, so essentially monopolies, are the path that legislators seem to want to take. We should have local economies in power with an opportunity to have the licenses to build businesses around it. Why? Because ultimately when it comes to safety concerns around marketing to and how that marketing mm -hmm. influences youth, I think that those who live in the communities are going to be more predisposed to protecting how they send messages out in a recreational cannabis arena. Uh, driver's licenses for undocumented aliens. Yes, first day. You would give that? Absolutely, now, because you know, you at the end of the day, New Jersey showed us that limited licenses can empower those who have been disenfranchised, who contribute to our tax base, an opportunity to go to work and to feed their families. Driving, a, dr a driver's license is considered a privilege uh, would you give that privilege to someone who broke the law to get here? So if we're talking about broking, breaking the law and having a felony, having a record, right. that is very different it's not from a felony, the question. It's not a felony, but crossing the, the line is coming here illegally is, is illegal. Uh, would you give that privilege to someone who, uh, someone could argue, doesn't belong here? It, you know, I believe in human rights and I believe mm -hmm. in people to, the opportunity to live in d dignity, to feed their families, to have an mm -hmm. opportunity to survive in a country. We can't abandon people and push them into the shadows. We know historically what happens when you do that to communities. Not everyone that comes to this country, by the way, crosses a border and does so without permission. We have refugee communities that are here and that also need opportunities to go to work and feed their families. So that's a very large umbrella yeah. that's been painted. I want to make sure that we're always acting on the in the from the platform of human right. rights. Okay, so these are questions that every candidate is, is going to get. Mm -hmm. We ran through a litany of them. Uh, what is the one thing different about you? What is the one issue you're talking about that nobody else is talking about? What's the one thing that you want to grab and say, come with me, here's what we're going to do? 
what's everything I'm talking about. We need to connect the dots. We are talking about investing in healthcare infrastructure in a time where not only is healthcare expensive, mm -hmm. but COVID-19 showed us that we didn't even have the capacity to run tests. We need to build infrastructure that provides a free community health system for all Wood Islanders, reduces the cost burden of healthcare for working families, who even when they're working two jobs are pushed back into poverty right. because they can't afford their healthcare no. bills. Let's we also need a supplemental wage program. Gene, you know, we, we talk a lot about minimum wage, but minimum wage is, a, is, a, is very much a poverty trap where people can have two minimum wage jobs and because of healthcare costs, can't make it. We need to talk about the state using the federal dollars and mm -hmm. that premium payments phrase that's, being, uh, that's been designed to provide more money for wages and create a supplemental wage program. So minimum wage earners in the state, right. 15,000 of them, can have the state support their hourly wages and then bring those individuals to Rhode Island Promise. Let's get okay. them skills. So you're saying more. the state would then write a check to these individual people or families every month and supplement their income? To the small businesses, Gene, because it's about connecting our support for local economies and micro businesses, which they're about 30,000 of, yeah. and the employees that they hire, which okay. are yeah, I, I, You're saying that the people who do the work, who do the cooking and the cleaning, you want to supplement their wages, and you see that as a connection to small business. But you want the state to give them free money. So I want the state to empower local economies right. to have a, a capacity to provide livable wages for the minimum wage earners, improve mm -hmm. the quality of their service because they'll have employees that only need one job, and make sure that we move away from supporting large mm -hmm. corporations that don't care about the working in this state and supporting local economies and minimum wage earners that are actually going to build the state back. Well, everything you've just articulated sounds like you're a progressive to me. Sounds like I put you left of center. Do you object to that? You can judge me how you will, Gene. I put myself from the position of I want to help all Rhode Islanders, and this is the path right. to help. Well, listen, reporters do that. We categorize <laughs> and put people, we write stories that are yeah. this big or that big. Is this for you? Do you enjoy this? Do you enjoy the give and take? Do you enjoy being challenged? Do you enjoy stuff like this? You know, you want to go into politics, the light shines on you, and sometimes it's not very flattering or very pleasant. You know, the fight that drives me is the fight for the future, knowing that the world that we're building mm -hmm. is a world that my daughter and the next seven generations, your next seven generations, yeah. mine, can have a safety net that helps them bounce back. Before I leave, you know, I just have about 30 seconds. Are uh, you going to the Federal Hill Parade? A little controversial. It is controversial. You know, it's interesting. 1792, uh, Tamani Hall uh, essentially created this Columbus Day that we have today. It wasn't an Italian-American that created it. That was a, pol a political organization that was corrupt, in fact. And what I find interesting is they, cr they attached Italian Heritage mm -hmm. Day under the guise of a colonizer that was more palatable to Americans that wanted to rationalize the abuses against indigenous communities. I stand with the Italian community. I will be on the Hill, not in the march, and I will be supporting Trattoria Zuma and Armando Viseglia <laughs> because it is my favorite restaurant. All right. Well, listen, I took a tally. Most of the politicians who serve us statewide, I'll be at the parade. So it's not yet a hot potato for them to avoid. They'll be at the parade and I'll be at the parade. And thanks for coming on. We'll Thank have you so much. Again. Thank you. Thank you, Jim. Dr. Luis Daniel Munoz, he's a Democrat running for governor of Rhode Island. All right, coming up, let's review the week in politics. Plus, talk about this particular mural in Providence. Was it an overreaction or it had to go?